Welcome to the Fleet FYI's podcast, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for smarter fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week I'll be sharing with you not only over two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. Before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, Thanks for stopping by. Once you've finished today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, I would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars, I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. If we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. Let's dig in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. Today is an exciting day because we are digging into all of the ins and outs of the Utility Expo that happened last week in Louisville, Kentucky. This show only happens once every two years, so there's a lot to break down. But before I fill you in, I wanted to remind you that the annual Fleet Industry Compensation for 2023 is available to download. So if you're interested in learning more about the average salary information for your demographic, region, and experience level, or maybe you'd just like to know about the different types of compensation packages available within the fleet industry, head over to utilimark.com, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com forward slash fleet industry compensation to grab the details. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. Wow, guys, I am so excited to talk about the Utility Expo today. So for those of you that don't know, the Utilimark team was down in Louisville, Kentucky all of last week for the Utility Expo. It's a massive show for those of you that have never been. It takes up probably four parking lots in the Expo Center in Louisville, Kentucky, as well as two of the interior Expo halls as well. It's massive. I mean, I think I heard a little rumor or at least a little birdie chirping around saying that there were 70 miles of carpets they had to lay down or something along those lines. That number could have been inflated just a titch, but it was massive and it was so much fun to walk around the entire show. But before I dig into my favorite part, which let me tell you, for the first time ever in my life, I drove a bucket truck. Whoa, how awesome is that? I'm going to bring in a tried and true guest of the Fleet FYS podcast. You guys remember Michael Carr. He's worked with me at Utilimark for quite a few years now. I'm going to bring him in to tell us about his favorite takeaways from the show itself. Michael, what did you think? Yeah, thanks, Gretchen. Um, really great couple days at the Utility Expo. Really enjoyed um, seeing so many folks from across the industry, fleet managers, suppliers alike, it was it was a great experience. Talked to a lot of folks, learned a lot about what sort of challenges folks are facing and and how they're going about solving them. And I, I love to hear that that data is playing more and more critical role um, in a successful fleet operation. A little bit of rain on Wednesday, but other than that, the weather was tremendous. 
Also really enjoyed the, the company that we were able to share at our, our co-sponsored event with Geotab. Um, great choice on, on where we went, Gretchen. Really enjoyed that um, experience and am excited to go back in two years. That is awesome. Thank you, Michael. Um, so you guys, I thought this show was fantastic. And like Michael was talking about, there were so many people to see and so many vendors, so many fleet managers were all of we're all there. And, you know, I've heard of people even taking their own personal vacation time to come to this show before. I mean, there's so much new technology being unveiled. You get to test a lot of the equipment. You get to drive it around, do some functioning at the job site, which is awesome. And like I said, I got to drive my first bucket truck ever. Now, not actually the full truck itself, um, because, you know, they're all parked stationary in the lot. But Alltech, the big Alltech booth that um, usually they sponsor every single year, I went up in one of their all-electric uh, bucket trucks, which was incredibly cool, and even played a glorified version of a little game that we play in the Midwest called Cornhole. Now, for those of you that don't know this game, it's basically you set up two boards, each have a little hole in them. And you're tossing beanbags to see who, you know, can get the most on the board or into the little point spot. Um, but basically doing this from a bucket truck, it was a little bit complicated because you had to take the boom at least 30 feet up in the air, take the beanbags and drop them on this board from right up above, which seems like it would be really, really easy, but actually it's quite difficult. Um, and for those of you that don't know, so Basically, if you won, which pretty much it basically means if you even try it, right, you got a little souvenir bucket or toolkit to take with you. Now, for me, I don't really have a massively large tool belt. So what I decided to use it for instead was a bit of a happy hour toolkit, which I think worked perfectly seeing as we were in Kentucky. Um, you know, you can put a bottle of bourbon inside, you can put a bottle opener, you can put some cocktail napkins, whatever you want. It works out just fine, or you can use it for its intended use as well. But the reason I bring that up is because Michael had spoken about this co-hosted event that we did with the Geotab team, which was fantastic. We ended up going to this River House restaurant right on the river in Louisville, and we were able to have an incredible meal prepared by their chef, and we got a very unique bourbon to try with every single course, which if you know me at all, you'll know that I really, really love Kentucky bourbon. Well, actually, all whiskey in general, but Kentucky bourbon is one of my favorites, so it was really like a dream come true, and the event was fantastic. Our company was great, and the Geotab team was even better. <laughs> Now, some of the exciting equipment that I saw at this year's show, I had just mentioned that I was able to drive the all-electric bucket that Alltech had brought to the show. Now, Terex also has a very similar model, which actually one of the first ones, I believe, was deployed in Minnesota with our friends over at XL Energy, which was really cool to see, especially if you see it driving around the city. Always make sure you weigh high to the folks driving the trucks and all of your linemen that you see in them. But 
The best part was, was you actually get to get an up close and personal look at these machines and you get to drive them. You get to experience them. You get to see how they work and how quiet they actually are in a job site, which is pretty cool. Now, another one that I got to test out and by test out, I mean, I got to uh, stand by while a much more experienced driver than I took the bucket up in the air. And that was from the ReachMaster team. And this particular, (laughs) wow, this particular bucket is used for window washing, it's used for skyscrapers, and it's no shock as to why, because it can go up about 294 feet in the air, and I believe it has an extension of 150 feet. It could be a little bit more than that, my numbers might be slightly off, but... When we were in Kentucky and they took a group of us up there, they were only allowed to go up 100 feet up and 90 feet out, and that was because of airspace regulations. But still, looking down at the ground from 100 feet up in the air, it was a little freaky to see not only the tops of every other bucket in the lot, because, you know, they were all pulled up, whether it was from Terex, Reachmaster International, whomever, You were up and you could see everything way at the top, but then you also saw just how tiny everybody looked on the ground, and that was not even halfway as far as it could go up in the air, which was a little bit shocking. And I think I went from, oh my gosh, I'm nervous, to really excited squeals in a matter of like 10 seconds flat, and I couldn't put my camera down. I thought it was awesome. Now, of course, on the inside part of the expo, there's a lot of technology solutions. There's a lot of vendors that are selling components to a job site, whether it's work clothing or signage or flashing lights or whatever it is. But really, the utility expo grew this year, and there were more vendors inside, more vendors outside than there have been so far. And when I spoke to some of the show's coordinators, they were saying that they were expecting it to grow again in 2025. Now, this is incredible to be able to see and to witness shows growing and more participants participation coming. And the cool part is, is that it's not just fleet managers and utility folks that are coming here, right? Because you actually have people that are bringing their kids, they're bringing their spouses, and it's really fun to see people getting engaged with the utility industry and with the fleet industry in general, because it's one of those unsung heroes that a lot of people don't really know the industry exists. I mean, they know, but they don't really get it if you know what I mean, Uh, because they just expect that some of these services will just be there, you know, power, light, water, um, you know, your waste removal, all of this, it's powered by fleets. And it's powered by all of you folks that are doing your best at your job every single day, which we all appreciate you so much. And it's really, really cool to see other people taking a vested interest in this industry as well. So that is all I have for you from Louisville, Kentucky. Although actually, maybe I do have one more thing. I think my favorite bourbon from the entire week was a custom blend of Maker's Mark from uh, the River House. Their chef created a barrel aged with uh, four to five mocha stays per barrel, which was pretty incredible. And also, I tried a really, really great Weller's 40-year barrel select. That's all I've got for you from Louisville, Kentucky. Now, if you have any questions about the show, you want to learn a little bit more about Utilimark's involvement, or maybe you just want to talk about your favorite bourbons, I'm always here. You can send me an email. You can tag me on LinkedIn. You can use the hashtag UtilimarkFleetFYIs, or you can send me a carrier pigeon. But before I go, I just wanted to remind you that if you haven't already, I would love if you could leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Mine just so happened to be Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but anyone that you like will do just fine. I really, really love to see all of your reviews. They really help me out, and they also help folks like you find our show that are looking to learn a little bit more about Fleet. Now, that's all for me this week, but I will chat to you again next week on another episode of Utilimark Fleet FYIs. I'll see you there. Ciao.
Hey there, it's me again. I think it's time to cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. If you're already wanting more on all things fleet and vehicle technology, head over to utilimark.com, which is utilimark with a C, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com for this episode's show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analyst to you. That's all from me this week. So until next time, I'll catch you later.